Folk, noise, electronics, improvisation. How can radical music help us manifest new possibilities for thinking and imagine new ways of organising community through ritual behaviours, actions and languages? You're listening to the Liquid Architecture Podcast. Today, Y.L. Hui talks through the convergence of genres that influence her sound, her collaborative relationship with Tarkin Manic, and how her songs have evolved over time. Y.L. Hui is the project of Valia Ying Li Hui, inhabiting a subtle and mysterious realm of furtive, dubbed-out song, sparse electronic percussion, and distant winds. Moving seamlessly from angelic song to gritty tape gunk, Hui's work opens onto a multitude of genres and directions, while retaining a distinctly personal stamp through her obsessively zoned-out dub production tactics. My name is Valia. I have a project under my Chinese name, YL Hui, which stands for Ying Lei Hui. And I am a producer, vocalist, and musician. I grew up in Brisbane and I was just surrounded by punk music and really involved in the community. I didn't do any music, but I went to lots of shows and the East Coast scene or Australian punk scene is really strong. And so I was part of that. And I had a, a radio show on 4ZZZ, Brisbane's community radio station. So I was really deep in that scene without being a musician. And then I moved to London when I was 19. And after I kind of discovered clubbing, I also discovered techno and I got really into um, like getting deep on the dance floor, I guess. <laughs> sounds so embarrassing. Listening to techno. I actually met Hate Rock when I moved to London because I was staying with my friend who was a tour manager. Nigel used to play a lot of music and I was like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? And that was kind of a pivotal moment for me. Once I got into electronic music, I then started to discover dub techno and then I got more into dub and then more into reggae. And yeah, that's pretty much how it all started. The thing that got me into techno music was hearing Pansonic. That was like the moment where I was like, oh my God, what is this? I was obsessed with Wackies as well. And I used to just listen to basically anything that's on Wackies and Lovejoys and that's one of the songs that I cover. And I guess because I come from this kind of punk music background, that's always there as an undercurrent of 
aesthetic. I got forced to play trumpet, actually, by my parents. It's kind of this classic immigrant parent kind of thing where they didn't want to pay for an instrument and they happened to have this trumpet at the house. And when I was in grade four, you had to do the whole trying out an instrument thing and they allocate one to you. And I feel like my parents must have told my school, like, she has to play the trumpet because we've got one at home, so you need to get, you need to allocate the trumpet for her because I got given the trumpet and then... They also were like, oh, you could play the French horn if you wanted. And so I took the French horn home. And when I took it home, my parents were like, what is this? Yeah, you're not, you're not allowed to play this. You're not playing the French horn. You've got to play the trumpet. And so, yeah, I played trumpet in the school orchestra from grade four to grade 12. I was actually pretty embarrassed to play the trumpet for pretty much all of my schooling. <laughs> I really wanted something like a flute or a clarinet, but I just felt like, oh, this trumpet's so bombastic and just loud and really brassy and I guess that kind of suits parts of my personality <laughs> but but going through high school and school I was like no I need to I just want something kind of delicate I didn't actually start playing trumpet again until I was about 26 27 when I started working with Tarquin Manic, who also plays live with me and who plays the clarinet he was like you should play the trumpet it took me a while to be like uh, triggered <laughs> But yeah, I'm really glad that he encouraged me and I ended up using it. And I'm really enjoying it. I've been playing trumpet with the exec as well. approach collaboration I don't know really know how to explain it collaborating for me is it's really important to collaborate with someone that I really love as a person and I really connect with who's a friend who's someone that can be a bit of a dickhead with me and I'm really drawn to connection and love basically I really love deeply all the people that I've worked with yeah, it's a real heart connection for me. Just respect them and feel a lot of warmth and just open-heartedness to the experience and whatever music we make or however shit it sounds. Or Yeah, it's like a full body energy feeling of love and fun. Tarquin was asked to do a show at the Mercat for A Colourful Storm and <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but... I think they must have realised it was all men 
on the bill and they knew that I was kind of vaguely starting to do music at the time. And they said to Talkin, oh, do you want Valia to join you playing live? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll just do it. Pretty much from that point, we have had multiple projects together. We've got Callista Cult, that was a project with Sam Carmel from CS and Cream. And then Talkin and I just had a duo, which we used to do when we played live. And at the same time, I was also doing my solo stuff. I would come to him with demos or songs that I'd done and we'd sit together to refine them or sometimes he would go away and just refine them. And we sort of started this kind of working process. So his clarinet is also featured on the album. I feel really lucky to be working with him. actually listened to the album since it came out the second time. I guess when I started doing music, I didn't really have any intention of necessarily putting an album together. It was only because Altered States tapes asked me to put out a tape. I had to kind of go back and go through all the songs that I'd done and kind of pull songs out that I thought would work. Yeah, the process was kind of long, actually. <laughs> Some of those songs are super, super old as well. So Tidal, we've been performing and we've been doing it as an acapella initially and then Tarquin brings a bass in. And also Lucky, which is not, it's only about a 30-second track on the actual album, but we've kind of extended that so that we can incorporate the trumpet and clarinet. And I'm thinking about using that as a, um, a track on something else, just an extended version of Lucky, and it's, it's called Lucky because my childhood dog was called Lucky. <laughs> And I'm pretty, um, yeah, attached to all the dogs that I've ever had and that I have. So it's really nice to be playing that one. We'll probably have the same setup that we've been using, which is a couple of different drum machines or synths or samplers. And I've started processing my vocals. So I'm dub delaying my vocals now, which we didn't used to do. And, yeah, still using the trumpet and the bass clarinet. Yeah, we'll be doing a bunch of new songs. And yeah, the newer stuff is more beat based, less kind of ambient. I mean, people have sometimes referred to the album or the music as ambient post-punk, which is interesting. And I can kind of see where that thought would come from. But I feel like the next album is probably going to be less ambient post-punk, whatever that means. Maybe a bit more jazz vibes. Who knows? Could go anywhere, really.
I guess whatever helps someone else connect with the music. I feel like I don't mind if people want to give the music their own kind of spin on what they feel the genre is because if it's going to help them or it might help someone else kind of tap into what the feel of the music is and I'm all for that. And what I'm trying to say is I just feel like it's up to the person who's listening to the music or receiving the music and I probably feel that way about myself when I'm listening to the music of others or receiving music. I'm sure there have been times where I've been a bit like, what? Because I am really interested in so many different genres or styles of music. And because the album come from a more collage kind of standpoint, or but for me to be able to jump from genre to genre, but somehow still be able to link it energetically or find some some link between the two songs really interests me and I feel really really happy when I hear a jungle snare because I really like jungle drum and bass and yeah there's just something about those rhythms the sound and the feeling of a snare like a jungle snare especially sometimes I want to bring that into my music and maybe we will And I guess the other thing, and maybe it's not a specific sound per se, but grooves, really um, tapping into just a deep groove. Wael Hui will be playing at the Oratory, Abbotsford Convent, on Sunday the 7th of August, alongside Bayavi Rahman with Nantesh Sivaraja, for Liquid Architecture's Ritual Community Music Series. You can find tickets at the link in our show notes. This podcast was produced by Mara Schretfeger for Liquid Architecture on the land of the Gadigal of the Eora Nation. We acknowledge them as the traditional owners of this land, and recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Liquid Architecture is an Australian organization for artists working with sound and listening. You can support our podcast and online journal disclaimer through a Patreon subscription for as little as $5 a month. Find the link in our show notes. (laughs) 